Welcome to the Best Life Coach Podcast, where we're here to inspire and share tools to help you live your best life. I'm here with my co-founders, Stephanie Nelb and Melissa Bayan, and this week we're discussing cold therapy. To kick it off, Stephanie, what have you been up to this week? Are you ready to live your best life? Are you ready? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Best Life Coach Podcast, where we discuss how you can live your best life. Brought to you by the co-founders of the Best Life Coach Collective. As they say, it takes a village. Now welcome to yours. Stephanie, what have you been up to this week? Yeah, so I just got back from skiing for a few days in the frigid cold. It was probably about negative five degrees Fahrenheit at the coldest. And I was bundled up head to toe, just trying desperately to stay warm. Um, So yeah, just trying to live my best life by staying warm, but also embracing the cold at the same time. How about you, Melissa? Uh, um, I actually went to like my first in-person event yesterday um, with other people and did like this exercise class and a workshop about kind of finding our purpose. Um, and probably my favorite part was just being around other like-minded people who had an interest in like discovering what their purpose was and being around other people and um, moving their body. So that was a really great experience. And I am 100% looking forward to doing more of that. This year. That's awesome. Yeah, what about you, Sarah? I just had to quickly look it up because I'm based in Canada. We use Celsius over here and minus five degrees Fahrenheit is like minus 20 degrees Celsius, which that is cold. (laughs) Uh, I'm from Vancouver, so it doesn't get like minus 40 like it does in other parts of Canada. But yeah, minus 20 is cold. Um, My my week, I've been uh, creating a lot. And but yesterday I went out with some friends to a a gallery called Moon and Back. And it was essentially just uh, different um, rooms, kind of like if you were going through like a movie studio, but each room had a different setup and they were like light installations. So one of the rooms we went in had like lights hanging everywhere and mirrors all around you. And it looked like you were like flying through space as you walked around. It was like all the stars in the sky. Um, and then some of the walls were just like LED walls. There was one that had like videos of trees and you'd like go over and you would touch it and then it would like look like it was like creating magic around where you touched it was it was lots of fun so it was cool to go do something like different especially when we hardly leave the house nowadays so yeah that's so cool that sounds like it was a blast yeah it was fun 100 percent. that sounds amazing But this cold thing I'm stuck on, <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> Minus 20. I was up in the mountains here over the holidays. My mom lives by Mount Washington on Vancouver Island, and it was minus 17, and it's never that cold. And my husband and I went snowshoeing, and I was scared. I was going to get frostbite in my toes. They were so cold. They were, like, painful. But then it went away after about 10 minutes of walking. But, yeah, I... I'm not a big fan of the cold. <laughs> Me either. Over the holidays, I too was in some cold um, up in North Dakota. It was negative 28 to like 30 
I experienced negative 28 outside, like walked around. So freaking cold. Oh my gosh. Like Fahrenheit. So what is that in Celsius? Like, what was it? Oh my God. 28. Minus 28. Negative. Minus 28. Minus 28. Minus 33 degrees Celsius. That's nuts. That's like going up to like the Yukon or something. No, thank you. Wow. (laughs) I Googled it. It's like Antarctica is that cold. I can't believe North Dakota got that cold. I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. I didn't either. Quite the shift from Hawaii living. (laughs) Quite, quite. So, Sev, tell us, how was it? How did you bear this cold weather? Yeah, I mean, I did my best to stay warm. Um, You know, I'm in the cold all winter long because I love to ski. So, in a way, I'm used to it. And I think adjusting to that throughout the season definitely helps to, you know, be able to be out on these negative five or negative 30 degree days. Um, But, you know, it's trying to stay warm the best you can. Um, but there are other ways that you can make sure that you're prepared for the cold. And one of those is actually cold therapy, making sure that you're adjusting your body over time to the cold and making your livable temperature range a a little bit broader. So for example, uh, there's a, an expert in this field, uh, called Wim Hof, and he has created the Wim Hof method. And what this does is combine cold therapy, the idea of just being in the cold, embracing the really uh, low temps and being able to just maintain being in that environment. But he combines that with a breathing practice. And so this breathing practice is deep belly breathing. And he has a, a few different methods, I think, to doing this, um, some short breaths to help warm up your body from the interior, um, and help warm your body as a whole. But this idea of combining the breath with the cold therapy and just that continued practice between the two, um, is really what he stands on to make sure that he can brave the cold and he does it valiantly. I mean, he will sit in his swim trunks in Iceland and just, have no problem. It's, it's wild. Yeah. He's super cool. Actually, he, um, I just saw he posted on, I think it was Instagram that there's going to be a movie coming out starring about his life. Um, Joseph finds the guy that's in handmaid's tale is playing him. I'm excited to see that. I think he's got a really interesting story. That'll be fun to watch on the big screen. Yeah, me too. So Steph, do you practice some of these like breathing techniques? Is that what you're saying? So I, I focus on the deep belly breath. So I don't go into the specific practices that Wim Hof does, but it is something that I very much am curious to try and would love to dive deeper into one day. Uh, But even just the idea of having those deep belly breaths instead of breathing from your chest and that, that tightness that we usually get where your shoulders will kind of come up. And that's where the shallow breathing takes place where, you know, you might find yourself more stressed as a a result because you're stressing your system. Essentially, you're not getting the right level of oxygen into your body. Um, So if you shift from breathing all the way up here to focusing on your belly and breathing from that place instead, it just completely shifts the way that you breathe. And on those really cold days, I do find that it really helps me 
to really just focus on the breath and slow down. And it just, it calms my, my entire body so that I'm not in this constant state of, oh my God, I'm just so cold the whole time. Yeah. To what you're saying there, when you think about um, our breathing, and if you think about if you're like being chased by a lion, you're, you're going to be like, (gasps) and that's your nervous system. That's like all firing. Like I got to get away. I'm, I'm like in, like my life is in danger. So when that's what it is like, when you're just keeping your breathing in your chest, it's like totally setting your nervous system alive in like defense. Um, but if you're like calm and you're, that's when you're like breathing into your belly and stuff that really like kind of calms your nervous system. It's a state of peace and and rest. And that's, I definitely feel that with cold therapy as well. I have a cold shower every day. I know I say I hate cold, but this is, that's why I have a cold shower every day. Cause it, it does really help. I have like I have a warm shower. And then at the end I have a cold shower and I, I used to try and set a timer, but I found that terrible. What I do instead is I take 12 deep belly breaths standing under the cold water. And that gives me that, that practice. And it's funny. Cause you'll forget, like I have gone in, um, up Squamish, uh, it's like cold glacial water, essentially like in Squamish river. And I've gone, gone in there and I I've, well, first I've sat outside it with my friends gone and I've been like, that's going to be really cold. I can't go in that. And then I'm like, well, man, I mean, I do have a cold shower every day. Maybe I could do this. And then like, I go in and just remember my breathing and I'm like, yeah, I can do this, but I definitely couldn't do it if I didn't practice it every day. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was out in Oregon and it was the summer, but we were cliff jumping into the hood river and the hood river you know, you have snow melting off the ice caps essentially all year round. So that is a very cold river to go swimming in. And I remember the first time I jumped into it, I literally thought my body just stopped. I I thought I was going to have a heart attack or something, just like could not breathe for a split second. And, you know, that was far back before I did cold showers, which I I don't do on a regular basis, but um, in the summer I will do. And it's just amazing how I'm able to withstand that cold now, but before it was just like, oh my God, what's happening to my body? (laughs) I like doing it every day. Um, not just because it helps like in the winter, it helps me be able to be warm when I go outside, but also just the, the mental like stamina and like control of it and being like, I really don't want to do this. Like this morning, I did not want to do this. I was like, maybe I just didn't do it today. And then I was like, no, it's a win. I can do it. And I did it. And I always feel great. And as an added bonus, I'm never cold when I get out of the shower because <laughs> I finish with a cold blast. So I get out and it's nice and warm. <laughs> I know. I love that. But yeah, to your point, I mean, there are benefits of this cold therapy and combining that with the breathing techniques. Um, I know the Wim Hof method specifically has benefits of reducing stress, increasing energy going back to better sleep, which I know we talked about on another episode, um, you know, improves that. And it helps you to have a stronger immune system, which these days, who doesn't want that? It really helps with inflammation as well, Yeah, which is something that I think plagues a lot of people these days. Um, there's a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of people that do Wim Hof. They have like, like tubs outside 
and they fill the tubs with ice and they'll like be in like the middle of the snow and getting the ice tubs outside in their backyard. So I haven't gotten there. I do the, the, the <laughs> 12 deep breaths in the showers is good as I'm going to do. Do you have any experience doing cold therapy, Melissa? Not really. I'm naturally really cold. Does that count? <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, what's coming up for me is like yesterday, um, getting into the ocean. Um, I mean, it's not like cold, cold, but to your body, it's cold. So just, I, I like to take my time at first and like slowly warm up. And then when I reach like my belly button, it's just like, go. Oh. Um, and once you're in for like a few seconds and you take a couple of breaths, like it feels good. It's like this nice reward. Um, so it's like, since I've gotten to experiencing something like that. Um, I did notice while up in North Dakota, um, a lot of the, the locals don't wear like big coats and jackets and all of these things. Um, they just don't need it because they're so used to it. So kind of what you're saying, like taking that time to adjust yourself really is valid. Um, that's how these people survive. <laughs> it's cold, cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's what your body gets used to. I mean, even in the beginning of the winter around here, I notice I get cold far more easily. And then as my body adjusts throughout the winter, um, you know, a temperature like, let's say, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which at the beginning of the season, I'll find to be just way too cold halfway through the season. It's a balmy, nice day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really what you get yourself used to. And I think that goes for both ends of the spectrum. It can be for the cold side, but then also for the heat, which maybe Melissa, you're a little bit more familiar with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming from the South heat is something that I stand a little bit better than cold um <laughs> um yeah you just you know you get used to it they really go hand in hand um I love going to like Scandinavian style spas where you do like the hot like sit in the sauna and then you jump in like the cold it's like a cold plunge bath that's, that's my favorite. Or, um, my best friend, she lives in Sweden and she had just got a hot tub and she was showing like her kids, like going from the hot tub into the snow, into the <laughs> hot tub. I was like, that's amazing. Love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have either of y'all tried cryotherapy? No, I haven't. I actually can't. Um, I, even with you know, Wim Hof, as we've been talking about his method, I have to be careful with that because I actually have a condition called Raynaud's disease, which means that I lose circulation really easily in my limbs. Um, so essentially when I get cold, my body focuses on heating my core and it takes that heat away from my fingertips and my toes. So something like cryotherapy for me, unfortunately, I have been told I should not do. Uh, but that's part of why I, I pushed the boundaries at both ends of sitting in extreme heat in a sauna and then also just braving the cold and being out there as much as I can in the winter um, and taking those cold showers in the summer because it helps my body to adjust so that the, the Raynaud's doesn't bother me as much. And actually, I'm happy to say now that I've been doing both the hot and the cold on a more regular basis, I have not had 
these cold, uh, my fingertips will actually turn white as a result. So I haven't had that happen in, I think about a year and a half, almost two years at this point. That's really interesting. I've never heard of this. What's it called again? Raynaud's? Raynaud's. So I believe it's R-A-Y-N-A-U-D, Raynaud's disease. How do you know that you have that? (laughs) My sister was actually diagnosed with it first. Um, Very similar to me. She struggles to stay warm and she would just, you know, even in 70 degree weather, her fingertips would be white. And we were like, what is up with that? That's, that's not right. It's really weird. So she went to her doctor and was told that she had Raynaud's disease. Um, and so that's how we figured out that I had it as well. That's really interesting. Cause I feel like I'm like, I am always cold with my fingers and stuff, but they don't, they don't get white. So <laughs> I feel like you hear, I hear that all the time. Like my grandmother's always like her yeah. feet and I feel like that's like a common thing I hear from women, especially. Yeah. And I think like, again, that's where like pushing the boundaries at both ends of either extreme heat or extreme cold helps your body to get used to those temperatures so that in a cold, cold office, for example, um, you know, you, I know many of us have struggled in a cold office to just stay warm, but something like that won't bother you as much if you're pushing these extremes. For example, if you fight with your significant other over the thermostat in your house, you can potentially minimize those um, arguments by both practicing um, living in these different circumstances and then hopefully find a compromise in the middle. Yeah. Or have separate blankets. That's what I have. (laughs) There you go. I I have a big, like, down duvet that's, like, really warm and is a weighted blanket that's like very light. (laughs) So cold therapy can have so many benefits that I really think everyone should try it. Mm, Yeah, you know, lately I've noticed a lot of people um, saying that other people should try and do different things. And, you know, I I totally agree. It's, It's something that I would like to, and it's something I think others can try. Um, but this word should has really been coming up a lot for me lately. Um, do you guys mind if we go on a bit of a detour here? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Um, so lately I've been like scrolling through Instagram and a few people, uh, friends, I would say that I follow, um, have been saying that other people should be doing things. Um, for example, one thing that keeps popping up is that people should get a vaccine or they should do this or they should do that. Um, and so that kind of really made me want to look into like kind of what does this word should mean? Um, and why, why is it, why is it standing out to me recently so much? So, so yeah, just kind of, I just wanted to talk through it with you guys um, and kind of get your take on the word should and if there are alternatives we could be using so that we aren't 
projecting our own opinions about things onto other people's like way of being or living. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I love that you're reflecting on that. I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's a great call out, especially these days, to your point, where everyone is telling others how to do things. And yeah, how can you shift that language? What would you say instead? Um, well, so after like realizing this, I was like, do a Google search and see like what other ways are to like approach this. Um, so one would be to like instead shift the way you're thinking about it and focus on the benefits. So instead of saying, I should do more yoga, um, I can, I can instead like remind myself of why I want to do it and say like, I feel really great when I do yoga, um, or I feel a greater sense of self-connection and I want to make the time to do it, um, instead of kind of focusing on, I should do this or I should do that. Um, also to focus on the, the values in it. Um, so when you're like, I, I, sh I shouldn't be late. You can also reframe that perspective and the value and say, it's really important to me to be on time. So like to what I do when I'm writing and I uh, don't know how to spell a word, I just shift the way of saying it <laughs> uh, so that I don't use that word. Um, what about you guys? Have you thought about this? Yeah. I love that you're calling this out. I have to correct my own words sometimes. Um, but even more so what I found really kind of funny is, um, with clients, I'll have to correct that language as well. So they'll say something like, oh, you know, I know I should do this and I'm, notorious for asking a follow-up question of, but will you do that? Because that word should is kind of a little bit of a cop-out. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to do something, um, you know? So how are you going to commit to whatever that thing is? Or is it just not that important to you? And that's why you're using that word should. So that's what comes up for me. And, and interesting because when where I thought you were going with that is that you're going to ask a follow-up question of, well, should you? Like, is this something you should do? Um, because even asking like, like, will you is still kind of keeping it in like maybe it's is it should they do it? Um, and I that I, I think I feel comes up for me strongly because I was raised by a mom that hates the word should. So Anytime I would say should, or anyone says should, she could hear it on the TV and she would be like, not should, could. <laughs> I mean, hear her in my head. <laughs> so anytime that, that it, someone says should, I immediately replace that with like, well, they could do that. <laughs> so I, I could do yoga. I, doesn't, I shouldn't. It's not that I should. I could do it. Um, so that's been a reframe I've kind of had my whole life. And yeah, I do think it comes a lot up a lot in the coaching space with clients, but also with coaches just talking about things in their marketing and stuff. Like you should do it this way. You should do, um, you should 
uh, eat healthy. You should market yourself this way. Um, and I think that that is, um, a really strange way to get people to want to do something because no one wants to be told they should do anything. Yeah. Keeping it as like an option, like, of course you you can, you could do this. Like, yeah, if you, if you want to do it this way, you can help. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely I like that, that shift from should to could, um, that definitely leaves your opinion out of it. Yeah. Like, here's an option. Not like you need to be doing this. Yeah. 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 Another piece that um, is part of this, like, should, um, is that people, like, in self-talk, like, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that, or I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a big one. Um, because if you are feeling that way, nothing, like, for instance, um, like, something you would feel is a negative. So I shouldn't feel angry right now. But if you are feeling angry, then there's a reason why you are feeling that way. Yeah. So saying that you shouldn't, like you're not honoring yourself and, and what you're going through and, and what's coming up for you. Um, so I don't really know where I was going with that, but I think it's important to kind of think about the way that you, you, you talk to yourself and use the word should as well. Yeah. I think that that's really important. Um, our, inner voice is like constantly going. And a lot of people, um, take those thoughts and think that those are immediately reality. They make them how they show up in the world. So if you're thinking that you should feel guilty about something, or you shouldn't feel angry about something, you're putting these like expectations that don't necessarily need to be there. Um, it's more paying attention to how you're actually feeling and honoring that I think is very important. Yeah. Honoring and investigating it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling angry right now. Like, why is that? Yeah. Like, and, and exploring that, um, does a lot more for you than trying to push it away and say, I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that using our emotions as like a, as a, like a compass and like, and, and what they're, they're really good at guiding us and what we, um, what our options are and helping us like see, um, like for example, uh, fear can come up a lot, especially when you're building a business or something, it's really easy to be, start to be afraid of things. But when you, when you think about that feeling of, of fear, where it's coming from, um, often it ends up being a place that like you act, can lean into because it's guiding you into like where you are most invested. You care so much about this. So you're scared of doing it. And if it's something that you really care about, then you want to like lean into it more. So it can really be like a, I want to like a, like a guide, like a lighthouse maybe is what I'm trying to say. It can help you guide your decision-making rather than trying to like suppress those emotions with um, um, judgments on them. Yeah, just listening to what's coming up and, and like following that, like going deeper. Like why is it that this is coming up? Yeah, absolutely. 
and just reframing those words that you're saying to yourself are key because as I think we've established here, our words have a lot of power and what you tell yourself really does matter. So as you reframe your way of thinking and lean into that thing that scares you, you just really have to be very careful with the language that you're using. Well, thank you for bringing this up, Melissa. I appreciate you calling me out on the word should. I think that was a really good point to make. And I'm glad we had this discussion today. Does this feel like a uh, me too. Does this feel like a good place to end it for today? I think so. I mean, I I, I love that we are a place where we can have conversations like this and call each other out. Like I expect you to call me out on things too. Um, it was just something that really kind of stuck out for me um, this week, reading it over and over. Um, so I thank you guys for, for being an open space to talk about stuff like this. Awesome. Of course. Thank you both. And before you uh, shut this video, you could hit subscribe and we would love it and love your support. Uh, you could leave us a comment if you have anything to say and you could follow us on Instagram. So hopefully we will see you in our community. <laughs> Thank you. See you there. Thanks, Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Are you ready? That's right.